This is Ashley, and this is School on Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to talk about the power of making more money at work. So I think that when it comes to our careers, especially for women who you know work full time and work in industry, we sometimes feel like our salaries are like fixed income. Like this is the salary they offered me. This is how much money I can make. This is what's available to me for this job in this position. And the only way to make more money is to become an entrepreneur, to have a side hustle, to get a second job, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that I really want to remind you is that your salary is not fixed income. The amount of money that you make at work doesn't just have to be the amount of money you make from work. You can ask for a raise. You can take on additional responsibilities and ask for a bonus. You can get supplemental pay from doing something additional at work. And you don't have to go out and get a second job. You don't have to go out and Uber Eats or Instacart on the weekends. There may be more money available to you in your current organization by simply making the ask or identifying the problems and the gaps that your organization has aligning those with the skill sets that you have and showing how you can solve that problem for a particular price. So I just want to remind women that that is available to you. I think sometimes when it comes to work and career, we sort of feel like, oh, I can't make more money at work. This is my salary. There's nothing else available to me. But I found that that's not true. Like oftentimes there is more money that we can get out of our employers if we simply know how to make the ask or if we have a skill set that might solve an existing problem. So if that's a strategy you want to explore, if you're like, yes, Ashley, I'm not trying to work a second job, or I'm not trying to like start some side hustle. I really just want to figure out how I can get more money out of my current employer. (laughs) Then I'm the right mentor for you. You can apply to work with me right on my website at mentor-me.org. And we can work together to really investigate what's going on with your employer right now, like where the gaps are, what your skill sets are. And we can work together to really position, to really position our to position your skill set to make more money in your current employer. You can schedule a call with me so we can talk about your career. I'm right on my website at mentor-me.org. That's N-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. And I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking with you about your career. Next up is I digress. And this week we are talking grown woman money. And I am excited because I'm going to share with you all what felt like a really big milestone for me was the first time I opened an investment account. My fiance and I recently have been exploring the idea of homeownership. And so we went through like a pre-approval process and that was really wild and scary. And I want to kind of just talk about some of the freedom and fear that comes up when money is involved, just to sort of be in community, right, with other people who might be experiencing the same thing to let them know that they're not alone, to remind me that I'm not alone. And just because I think that it's really important that we talk more about money. So I wanted to start with this investment account. So I don't know, like I follow Elvis, which is a female-led, um, a minority-led investment company. Um, I follow them on social media and I've been following them for years just like I don't even know how I started because I don't really know much about like stocks and investments but I wanted to um, just learn more and so I started to follow them on social I would follow their work and then at the end of last year I was just thinking like you know I really want to be more intentional about like building wealth and the whole conversation around like the legacy and building wealth for your children like I don't know about that I don't know if motherhood is for me but I do want to 
like be smart about the money that I have and leverage it to my best advantage. And I feel like investing is one way to do that. So that's what I've been really focused on. And so I kind of did a little bit of research about Elvis. I think I put out some feelers to ask other people, like, had they ever heard of them or invested with them? And a couple of people had. And so I opened up an Elvis investment account. Now, this is not an ad. I'm not, not being paid by them to shout them out. And I've only been investing with them for a couple of months. So I'm still trying to feel my way through it. So this is not necessarily an endorsement of Elvis, but just sort of sharing my story. But one of the things that I'm really excited about is just like my commitment to like thinking about money in a, what I feel like is a grown woman way and thinking about what it might mean to invest and having some money to invest. At this time, I'm literally only putting like a couple hundred dollars in the um, investment account just to kind of see how it all works. But I, I'm just committed to keeping that up and over time, increasing my investments as I start to understand more about like how the market works and all that jazz. But I just wanted to share that because if there are other women who are like, oh, I don't know where to start with investing or, oh, I want to invest, but I don't know anything about that. I'll be honest, like the cryptocurrency movement really freaks me out and scares me and I don't think I necessarily have enough money to and like invest with the big boys, but Elvis, like, I think they let you invest like as little as like $5 I and mean, you can control it. You can have it taken right out of your check. Like I do every month so that it just gets taken off the top. I don't even necessarily miss a couple hundred dollars. And yeah, I think that it's really a great resource just for me to be able to know that I'm putting some money away outside of just like my standard savings. So something to consider um, might be worth your while. Yeah, I'm really proud that I did it. Again, that's Elvest that I'm investing with. I just have an investment portfolio. They also do like banking. You can do banking with them. They do coaching around investment. So there's just lots of options there. But but yeah, just definitely something to con- to maybe consider. The other thing that I wanted to talk about when it came to grown mo- woman money is my fiance and I earlier this month, we're just kind of like doing some manifesting around some of our goals and, and desires for what's next in our life and career. And we're really looking to relocate. And so we've been thinking about what it might mean to start looking at houses in the place that we want to live. And I rent a home now and I like love renting. I love being able to call somebody else to come fix things. Like I just am definitely low maintenance ease. Y'all know that about me. Ease is like the top priority in my life. So anything to make things easier. And I, so I've never been like big on like, I've got to get a home. I've got to buy a house or whatever, but moving to this area, housing is so expensive. It feels like it'd be a waste not to purchase just because the amount of rent and for what you can get is just so high. So look, looking at that, thinking about that. And as we were thinking about it, we transitioned from like thinking to like, oh, like we'll go look at an open house. And then we went to look at an open house and it was like, oh, do you have a realtor and it went from like we didn't really have a realtor to being like oh like we could like we looked like I think it was like on Zillow or whatever and Zillow was like oh here's a house you know here's a realtor and then they called us and then like it moved so fast and then they were like oh let's like get you pre-approved so we can know what your purchasing power is and we moved from like what's our purchasing power to like submitting our documents and going through our banking and then it was like okay you have this much money and you can do I mean like it moved so fast and we were pre-approved for a home loan and it was way more than, <laughs> honestly, it was way more than I thought it would be that I would get approved for. Like, I felt really good because I felt like, oh, like, 
like, I mean, I knew I had like good credit. I've done, you know, the work to pay off my credit cards and things like that. So I knew like I had good credit, but like, it's really good. And it was enough to get me like pre-approved well. And I don't know, there just was a lot of good there. And so like, I definitely try to keep track of my financials, but I think that when you start to do things like, oh, I'm going to go get pre-approved for a home loan, it's out of your hands. You've done all the work you need to do, but now it's like somebody else's combing through that with a fine tooth comb and they can see the imperfections and the gaps. But I'm just proud to share that there weren't a ton of imperfections. There weren't a ton of gaps and I am doing well financially. And it was enough to really be able to have, to be able to be pre-approved for enough funding to be able to kind of really get a home that I like, that I want, that's aligned with what I desire. And that's a really exciting opportunity. And so that felt like a really grown woman money move. Like, oh my gosh, like I could buy a house. Like that, that never even occurred to me. I didn't even think that was possible for me. Like, oh, like I could get together enough money to like have a down payment. Like that is available to me. Like that's something that's within my reach. I mean, this is a really exciting opportunity. And I think that has come from gosh, now it was what, five years ago, four or five years ago when I was like, okay, I've got to get out of credit card debt. And I like went on a like no spend binge and like read all these financial books about how to get out of the debt and like really ma- made some concessions, like getting a roommate to like pay down debt. And like now I'm reaping the benefits of that four or five years later, I've been able to pay off. I was able to pay off the debt, keep the debt off. And now I'm in a position to think about home ownership. Like, And so I guess I just want to encourage you that like, if you want to make grown woman money moves, like the decisions you're making today, the debt that you're occurring or paying off today, like all of that is leading up to your ability to be able to make the kind of money moves you want to make. And I'll be honest, like, it's been kind of scary to think about like, oh my God, like we could spend money on a house and and hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? On a house, half a million dollars on a house, like that is a possibility for us. Like that's available to, and that's exciting. It's also really scary because it's like, oh my God, that's so much money. Like, like, is that a good decision? But the freedom of being able to have a decision to make, right? The freedom of like being able to like have that option is just really powerful. And I am just really excited about the opportunity. And I think that's what money can do for you is it gives you flexibility, it gives you options. And I always want to have the option. I don't know about y'all, but like, I always want to have the option. I never wanted to be like, well, this is all you can do, or this is the only option. This is it. This is the only thing that's available to you. I always want to have options. And I think that for me, money has allowed me to have options. And that's just a really comforting That's a really comforting experience. So I digress, but I hope that this conversation maybe encouraged you to start saving, start investing, to ask for a raise, to make a grown money, grown woman money move, and to really just know that we're playing the long game here when it comes to money and investing and saving. Like it really is a long game and it can feel like the longest game, right? Like I feel like you're not getting anywhere, but I promise you are. And if you just stay committed to the work, you'll really see those results. And last but not least is TVT. And this week I wanted to just talk about the Black telenovela and how much I hate it. Like I literally hate Black telenovelas. I was talking to a girlfriend this past weekend about what's the new Napa Valley show on OWN. And I actually haven't even seen it, but she has seen it and watches it. And she was telling me about it. And I just was like hand in head, like, oh, I hate TV like this. And I get it. Like drama works on TV, drama sells. But some of these 
black telenovelas. I just can't deal with it. We talked here about the new one that Yaya is in. I'm thinking, not thinking of the next, Our Kind of People and that one. And I really, I tried to watch it. I really love Yaya, loved her on Chicago Med, watched a couple episodes and it's a no for me. Like I really can't stand it. So yeah, this is not even a TV recommendation this week. This is just a reminder that I hate black telenovelas. <laughs> and I wonder if you all can agree, like, do you watch black telenovelas? Do you love them? Do you love the drama? Do you love the ridiculousness? Or are you like, can we just get some scripted TV and something that, or like, I don't know, like, can we get something else? Cause this isn't working. So yeah, let me know if you watch our kind of people or the, the black winery Napa Valley show on <laughs> own. And if you love it, if you hate it, let me know where you land. I'm currently hating it right now, but I like obviously rooting for black people. So trying to find a middle ground <laughs> that wraps up this week's episode of school and life. Thanks so much for listening. School's out class dismissed.